Hey, what's up, Vince? How you doing? Yo. How you doing? What's good, brother? How you, man? No problem. Not much. How about you? Chilling, man. It's a good Monday. It's a good Monday. Yeah. So yeah. tell me about the new project, man. So, um, it's a new project, man. It's called Ten Piece. Mm-hmm. Ten Piece, um, is inspired by a Kennedy fried chicken that, um, that used to be around my way in Fort Greene, Brooklyn, uh, due to gentrification and, and, and so-called area improvements that don't exist any longer. So the 10 piece, all of the songs on the, on the project are titled after things that you would find in any Kennedy fried, uh, Kansas fried chicken in the five boroughs, um, down to the production. The production is grimy. Um, it's hard. It's, it's, it sounds filthy in terms of um, creating that aesthetic with the 10 piece. So that's what, that's what motivated the project, um, as well as things that happened during me coming up in Fort Greene and in hip hop in general. But I just wanted to do a, a project that was consistent in terms of the sound and really capture the feeling. What was the favorite part of growing up in New York? Favorite part growing up in New York is um probably um being at the epicenter of hip hop. Yeah. Um, I know coming up in Fort Greene during the mid '90s, early '90s, we used to have jams, and one of the most popular jams was like in the back of my building, and DJs would come out, turn uh, garbage cans over, put two turntables up, and just get busy, and I was able to see that. Um, even with like downtown Brooklyn with Albie Square Mall, seeing Big Daddy Kane, Biggie Smalls, rest in peace, Big Pun, rest in peace, go get jewelry. And it was just nothing to see them down there. So that was probably the dopest part about growing up in New York is hip hop and having, um, having celebrities right there. Mm-hmm. Out of the performances that you mentioned, Big Pun, Biggie and Big Daddy Kane, what was the best one in your opinion? I mean, all of them. Um, it depends on whatever. So if I had Biggie, uh, if I were to say Biggie, it would definitely have to be, and this is a sleeper, um, probably uh, Notorious Thugs. Everything Biggie did up until that point was phenomenal, but to hear him do something out of left field, incredible. Um, big pun, uh, you ain't a killer. Hearing that for the first time, I was going to high school in California. And I was like, yo, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck is Big Pun? <laughs> and then um, the deep cover verse, the twins verse, crazy. And then Big Daddy Kane, um, I don't know if you're old enough to remember this, but we had a show called Video Music Box, hosted by VJ Ralph McDaniels. And I would rush home from school just to make sure I caught Ain't No Half Stepping. So just Kane and the legacy that he started Four people like Biggie, four people like Big Pun. So I would say they were equal depending on what time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Best rapper to come out of Brooklyn, in your opinion? Aside from me, um, <laughs> best rapper to come out of Brooklyn. Man, I'm going to have to say Jay-Z, man. I'm going to have to say Hove. Um, I don't think that he gets enough credit for his MCing skills. In terms of what he does technically, storytelling, um, triple entendres, punchlines, and just skill set. You know what I mean? So 
I would have to say Jay Z. And if if he's if he's if he's one, then Big is the equal one or one B, one A. Depends on the day of the week. But it's out of those two. Yeah. What do you think about it when people say that he's the greatest of all time? Do you agree with that statement? There's no there's no greatest of all times in terms of um MCs, in my opinion. Because you can get on a song with somebody and have an off day in terms of your pen. And somebody hear that for the first time and be like, uh, I don't know who who Jay-Z is, but I know this other guy. Um, but I don't think there's a greatest of all times when you have people like Rakim, Kane, um, Cannabis, Red Man, Method Man, uh, Razzcast, another un, unspoken about lyricists from the West Coast. So I don't think that there's a greatest rapper of all time. I think that he's been the most consistent and the most transcendent in the history of hip hop. Yeah. Because when people bring up Jay-Z as the greatest of all time, I look at the discography. I think the last best album Jay-Z had, to my opinion, was The Blueprint. I thought mm-hmm. The Blueprint was great, but anything after that, I just wasn't very high on. Because most of the time, I'm a, I'm a big Nas guy. So right. when people say that all that Nas had was Illmatic, it's usually a Jay-Z fan when I'm talking to him. And I'm like, right. that's wrong. Because Nas had, it was written, I am, Stillmatic. You know, I mean, we can go on from there. But he's had some other classics, too, that people count out all the time. Right. I think, um, and it also depends on the type of, uh, the level of hip-hop fan you are to, to, to really rate that question. Like, when people ask me, and this is a common debate about their favorite Hove albums, I'll give my top five in no order, reasonable doubt, Blueprint, um, American Gangster soundtrack, the Black album, and his last body of work, uh, 444. Mm-hmm. In terms of what he did artistically on those on those bodies of work, some people might throw in um, the Dynasty album, but you know that's that's just my opinion today. Um, and I think Nas do he get it he get it he get a raw deal in terms of his discography. Like one of my favorite recent Nas albums, and it just became a favorite of mine was Life Is Um Life Is Good. Yeah, life is good from 2012, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? At that time, I was getting ready to get married. I'm married now, so I get it at that level of Nas's life. You know what I'm saying? So it depends on where you're at in life and what day of the week it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you listen to Nas's last album, The Lost Tapes 2? I didn't. I haven't gotten around to it. The last Nas project that I listened to was the, um, the uh, collaboration with Kanye West. Okay, what did you think of that? I thought it was incredible. Um, I thought it was incredible. Uh, I think we're getting in a point in music where people don't need 24, 30-song projects to, to get a point across. Um, and I think he did a great job of, of matching Kanye's production. I thought it was dope. Um, some people like tongue-in-cheek rap that's going to... Um, you know, satisfy a commercial appetite, but people who dig artistry, such as myself, I thought that album was incredible. Yeah. How many interviews have you done so far? Um, I've done quite a few interviews. This is my first interview in a, in a minute. Um, due to just life, you know what I'm saying? Life, responsibilities, work. But yeah, this is my first interview in a minute. 
So I think a lot of people that are listening here tonight want to hear a background about yourself. Would you mind right. telling a little background about yourself? No, nah, not at all, man. Um, my name is Vince the Artist. Yeah. I'm from Fort Greene, Brooklyn. Um, I grew up in the mid-90s, early 90s. Um, I love hip-hop. I came up on hip-hop. Uh, growing up in my house, it wasn't uncommon to hear soul music. Like, when people ask me my favorite lyricist, my favorite lyricist of all time is Stevie Wonder. And they'll be like, oh, but you're a hip-hop head. But Stevie Wonder is open. <laughs> I've seen with a pen without the ability to physically see, but capture a picture without being able to physically see. I think that's incredible. Um, you know, I'm married. I, I don't hide that. I'm married. I got three kids. Um, I'm a career, career man. If you look at my bio and some of my pictures, you'll figure it out in terms of what I'm talking about. Um, but I love hip hop. I love hip hop, uh, the culture. I love the art of emceeing. And um, I don't think that uh, age or, or, or whatever your personal beliefs are should box you in into not being dope. Um, and I try to pride myself on that in terms of being dope, being lyrical, um, but entertaining at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nobody want to get, nobody want to get uh, browbeat to death and preach to, including myself. Yeah. But um, if you listen to me, if you've never listened to me before, um, don't come with a, uh, a novice ear because you might miss something because there's a yeah. lot going on. Without being boring, there's a lot going on. Yeah. One of my favorite tracks that I listened to you was off of your latest album, and it was Candyland. I appreciate that. Yeah. That's, all the candy references on there were crazy. And it makes right. sense. It's the story bridge. Right. Appreciate that. Um, story about that song. So that song was, was written and recorded on New Year's Day of 2006. Oh, so that was years ago. That was, that was years ago. Um, 2006, I did that record, um, and I've never gotten the bad response because of the creativity. Um, and if I were to liken it to a part of hip hop, it would be likened to probably battle rap in terms of schemes and being able to set up a whole body of work about one thing. But, um, yeah, Candyland, man, that's, um, that's my baby. That's my baby. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah. What's your favorite song that you've recorded so far? Favorite song that I recorded so far? Um, probably would be, I've had a tie that would be Candyland. And um, a song that I did on my, on my upcoming project called uh, Pray Before We Eat. In terms of concept, subject matter, and um and delivery of the record yeah what's the message that we can expect to hear off of pray before we eat the message that you can hear for pray before we eat so the record is about me talking to my people so when i wrote the record i had the idea or vision of we're at a grand feast thanksgiving and we're all talking about how we feel about each other and i'm sitting amongst my people and I'm talking to them about how I feel about them from my vantage point. And um, that's the message that you can get from it is about togetherness, 
um, and being solid, being a hundred with your people. Uh, if, if, if your man get locked up or your man has an early passing by whatever happens, you make sure his kids are straight. You don't try to get at his woman. Um, you make sure you're teaching his kids the right things to do and you're not sending them on dummy missions. So that's what pray before we eat is about. Um, metaphorically and literally, let's pray before we eat. And let's pray before we reach this level of success that we're trying to get to. Before you mentioned that you take the art of MCing to heart and you take it very mm -hmm. seriously, what's your opinion of the current state of art of MCing? I don't think that the current state of the art, the, the state of the art of MCing now has changed because you still have MCs who care about what they write. Now you got different lanes in hip hop for for different people um i give you an example somebody that i wasn't uh a, a fan of was young thug until i heard 25 soldiers that he did on swiss beats his album his last album and the shit that he was doing on that song was was incredible if you haven't heard it 25 soldiers by young thug is is ridiculous and i have a 17 year old son so he's drawn me into the now of um of hip-hop and i've grown an appreciation for it and if people give it a chance and listen to it they'll see that in these artists own way that they still getting busy that they're still getting busy so um i don't think that the art of him seeing is one anywhere especially with the you know battle rap having that at the forefront of of its uh, subculture of hip hop. Do you consider Young Thug a MC? I do. Yeah. So, by definition, Rakim said MC means move the crowd. So, if I have a crowd of backpackers at a at a Laughapalooza, and they rocking with me, I'm MCing. Mm -hmm. If Young Thug got a crowd of people at Gramercy Theater or another spot somewhere in Atlanta and he got 20,000 people doing what he do, he's MCing. So it depends on who you are and if you can move the crowd and have them focused on you solely. So what would you consider an artist like Rock Kim? Because Rock Kim's artistry is totally different from Young Thug. Young Thug, mm -hmm. people call him a mumble rapper. What would you consider um, Big Daddy Kane or Rock Kim's lane then? Guards in hip hop. Yeah, because what they were doing um, when they first hit was unheard of at the time in terms of their level of MCing, wordplay, um, vocabulary, diction, pace, cadence. So they really, really, really kind of set the mark in terms of top tier MCing, in my opinion. And I was able to recognize that at a young age. Um, that's just that's just what it was. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, that's 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 my take on that. Earlier in the interview, you mentioned that your production's very gritty. Who are some of the producers that you're working with? Um, I'm working with a producer um, out of North Carolina by the name of Sonny Bricks. Um, a producer out of Brooklyn by the name of Jay Fanique. Um, a song that I have called You Ain't Gonna Make It was produced by Menace who produced um, Panda. Okay, for designer. Yeah. So it's a different sound than most people um, have heard. 
um, also black men that you might find um, on YouTube, but the black men is spelled B-L-A-C-K-M-O-N. Um, yeah, yeah, those are, those are the main producers that I'm working with right now. Well, how about we get into a track here? I know you sent me a few. Let's get into the first one, 100 yeah. Yard Dash. Okay. Let me know if you can hear it. You can hear it? Yeah, I can hear it. Yeah, okay, good. Yeah. Hazarati. Usually I don't do this, but I'm in my zone. If money not the topic, please don't hit my phone. No, us over everything, homie. I got no clone. I'm one, one, two, fly, yeah. Drone, drone, drone. Now, look at my sauce. Look at my glow. Look at my drip. Look at my barrel. Look at my trigger. Look at my grip. Remember the sauce. Remember the glow. Remember the grip. I'm holding my barrel. I'm squeezing my trigger. I'm ripping your bitch. Move, move, please, please, just give me some space. Capture the bag, translation, the shit on my waist. I ain't one for all the talking, I ain't one down, now. Nigga, I walked in cold case, nobody, nothing except a dead nigga coughing. Uh, you know, spread up, get on my bitches, bad nigga, look at all your things. Uh, what the fuck is mad, nigga, I promise, I'm a bitch, I'm a killer, till it's last nigga, run it up a check, uh, honey, y'all, bitch, nigga, pull up. Maserati, man. That's my younger brother, man. That's my blood brother. Yeah? Yeah. How long have you been working together on tracks? Was that the only one? Now we got, we got uh, some bodies that work together. Um, fun fact, I wrote his first rap. He was like 12, but that don't count. After that, he was off to the races, but yeah. What's your favorite bar that you ever wrote? Um... Favorite bar. Favorite bar. That's it's like your personal quotable. I'm sorry? That's like your personal quotable. 
They like to my, pers- my personal quotable. Yeah. It's a piece of a song that I did called uh, Story of Kanye. Um, and I used the story of uh, OJ beat from um, 444. And one of the verse, part of the verses says, you want to know what's more important than being liked on social media? Respect. For every attention famous person on the gram, they suffer from neglect. So that was probably my favorite part of a song, mm-hmm. if you had to ask me that today. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was, it was just, just current and valid. How do you feel about Kanye West? As an artist? We could, we could go both, as a person and as an artist. As an artist, I think that he's incredible. Um, I think that he's incredible in terms of his production and what he's been able in terms of his uh, ability as an MC and as, a, as, a, as an artist, period. I think that he's uh, dealing with some personal demons that have um, had some of his life choices just not be the most popular or the smartest. So, you know, like him, I lost my mother too, but I didn't, you know. Yeah. I didn't make those choices. Yeah. 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 Oh, but you know, some everybody deals with, with stress and trauma differently. So that may be his way, those may be his ways, but it's just not what I would have done or what I, or what I would do. This is just like the MAGA hat he, he put on, then he went to the, the White House. Mm. That's just something that I wouldn't do. Yeah, it's, it's very sketchy. I don't, I don't know, I don't know how he's still accepted though. I really, like, you would think that because the whole cancel culture out now, people still like him and listen to his music. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, they say, they say that uh, common sense isn't so common. You got good sense and you got stupid sense. And some shit is just good sense and some shit is stupid sense because none of it is common. So, I look, bro, I don't. It's not my thing. It's a lot of things that go down now in, in society that I don't rock with. But everybody live by different codes. I just don't, I don't fuck with a lot of them. Yeah. What's your view of the cancel culture? Of what? The cancel culture. Like they cancel you if you're controversial or. I think that's whack. I do too. I think that's super whack. Um, if you have an opinion, state it. Everybody's not going to stand on the same square. And people got to respect that. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they should look at it like the WWF. Some people are going to be anti, anti-system. anti Some people are going to be pro-system. Every artist is not going to keep their mouth shut and do what the, you know, do what the, do what the others want them to do. But that's dumb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I agree. I'm not a big fan of the cancel culture because I feel as though you, the fact that you have to conform to an opinion of what society thinks and what the general public thinks is ridiculous. Right. Cause it, cause it's not, you know, you're not thinking of yourself. You're conforming to what everyone else thinks. And then, and then they get pissed at you when you don't agree with them. And it's like, well, who are you? You know what I mean? Right. right. It's funny that you say that. Um, I give you an example of what I could uh, what I could relate that to in terms of hip hop, specifically New York hip hop. So what's the fact that right now, even before this pandemic, that nobody really moves units in terms of hip hop music. Period. No physical copies. 
and shit like that since maybe 2008, 2009 is when it started to go downwards. Yeah. So if I'm an artist, such as, such as I am, but not me, just any random dude, and I see that this isn't happening, and I have way C of doing my music, but everybody else is doing B, but none of it is moving. What's the difference in me doing what I think is true to myself and what I think the masses are listening to if none of it is moving? I would rather not compromise my integrity as an artist and be able to sleep at night with music that I put out in the world as opposed to trying to, you know, follow the sheep. But the sheep still ain't going nowhere. Yeah, no. Yeah, so. Would you say the digital era killed the real hip-hop sound? No. It, see, the thing, that the, the twist with that is people say that it killed the real hip-hop sound, but you still have artists that sell, they still have streaming services, they still get bookings, they still make a living. Um, so I don't think so. I think it's made shit a little easier in some in some ways for the for the true hip hop for the for the backpacking lyricist paying attention to fan because you can get it at your disposal whenever you want to you can actually search for exactly what you want instead of having to hunt for it um at like boutique record stores and shit like that so i don't know i mean if artists think that if you're an independent artist and you think that way you got to you got to retrain your thinking man that's that's crazy for you to think that. If you got 100 fans that follow you to fuck with your music, then you, you cultivate those 100 fans. I, the only thing that I think benefits being on social media as an, as an artist is that you can promote it to a larger audience. Whereas if you're on the street in New York and you're trying to promote a mixtape, you're only going to get so many people. Whereas someone from the UK can see your music. Right. It's easier to get discovered. Right. Right. Yeah, I just don't, I don't, I just don't, I don't think that you should, you should, that you should do that. If, if it's people that fuck with you genuinely, then that's what you cater to. Because it's, it's gonna, it's gonna affect and reach more people eventually. It might be a slow burn, but it's still gonna get the job done. And that, um, that meteoric rise can have a comet like fall. Cause you have artists from two, three years ago that was the best shit since sliced bread in terms of captivating attention, and now you can't find them. And that's no knock on the artist, but that's just the 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 the, the fair weather fan, so to speak. Yeah, today you constantly got to release records. You just released your most recent album in January, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, the Black Hole dropped in January. Yeah. And I um I decided to smack them back in the face in May <laughs> with 10 piece. And I'll be I'll be right back real soon in about another three months. So don't get comfortable. Yeah. So when's yeah. the album dropping exactly then? Friday. It's dropping Friday. It's dropping Friday? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Dropping Friday. All digital platforms. Um, I promise you that this is gonna be culture defining in terms of artists getting back to making a body of work that has a consistent sound, a consistent aesthetic. And um, yeah, this is, this is another baby of mine. And it's deeper than just uh, 
a chicken spot. You know what I'm saying? Um, I did this one for my projects. I did this one to represent where I come from. I did this one to talk about what it's like in Brooklyn now in terms of um, gentrification, uh, people being marginalized that don't have enough to live in those areas, but are still expected to make it happen. So it talks about that. And then, and then and, um, one of the highlights that I can talk about is a song I have called Halal Plate. And if you know, if you're not from New York, halal means that the food has no pork and it's the purest form of whatever meat or, or food that's being cooked. So that song is just giving you a lot of work, a lot of work, a lot of bars, a lot of triple entendres, a lot of similes, metaphors. So it's gonna, you're gonna have to listen to it more than two or three times to not miss something because I don't, I don't want you to miss nothing. That's because I love y'all. I don't want you to miss nothing. Yeah. How many songs are gonna be on a new album? Ten. It's a ten piece. Ten piece. <laughs> yeah. It's just enough. See, if you go to a chicken spot and you get a two piece. Or a three piece, you go, man, I'm hungry. Yeah, you but want more. You can't eat a three piece. You're gonna be too full. Yeah. So just enough. I don't wanna I just wanna give them enough. I wanna, you know, make sure you fit. Because yeah. I love y'all. You know? <laughs> well, how, about, how about we give them another piece here tonight? Right let's now. Do let's do that. So we got the next song up here, Ain't Gonna Make It. Let's get to it. Young bulls is running with hammers and no fear. They stand on strips full of pride like nowhere. Since my block, OG, I've been moving the work, work. I got it all, nutcrack, loud packs in the perk. Got the earth, don't care. The blood gets black, nah. Black, Latin, Asian lives, it don't matter. Nah, times change like the cost of a brick, brick. If you ain't built for it, you'll get lost in the mix. The wind blows, you can smell death in the air. No head died, but he died with the red in his hair. It's a cold world, shorty, but he said for the Rain man don't him put a grave before he don't blow. Shorty go his day. With the Lord had arrived, ride his heart, skip the beat as he looked in his eyes. Look, he screamed out blood, blood, his neck took five. See? 
Shit's horrorized. Life without a man. All this so grand. Can't be a chimp. And talk like a gorilla. Loud niggas pose no threat. Quiet would kill you. Watch you be that bad. Everybody trap drive. 50% of them be happens. Captains. Email. Late phone calls and closed captions. Snubs in the miles of coward niggas that rap. Say again? Who produced that track? Menace. Menace produced that one? Yeah. That's why I said the sound, the sound is not as typical, but I couldn't let it go. You know what I'm saying? That had to, yeah, that had to get done. Um, That's me on the hook. That's no filter. That's no plug-in. That's just artistry. Yeah. Yeah. I like the lines on there, especially the Netflix one. It's real life. Different bars that you have on there. Uh, that's a key to being an MC, a real mm -hmm. hip hop MC. Right, right. That song was inspired by some individuals. I'm not going to name names, but they made it, but they didn't make it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> I think you get what I'm I think you understand. Yeah, I know, I know what you mean. I yeah. heard the line, you know, the smallest guy on any block can get it cracking. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, that was like a, 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 a warning call for young, for young dudes that, that, that try to get into hustling, that try to get into the streets. That's why I said you can't be a chimp and talk like a gorilla because there's real wolves out here that see food and eat food. But then again, you can't be an old head do 40 years in a penitentiary and think that everything is the way it was when you left it. There's some young gorillas too that don't want to move. It won't move, you know, and they meet aggression with aggression. So that's just from my vantage point of how I see things. I definitely like what you're doing with your music. And are you currently independent? Independent, yeah. Um, I'm independent through my own... Boutique Blueprint, A Beautiful Mind, LLC. So that's my label, is a, a Beautiful Mind, LLC. 
Yeah. Would you consider signing somewhere? I was asked that question by my man the other day. And um, no, I don't see the point. Um, I'm good monetarily. I'm not, I'm not starving. I'm doing it right for myself in real life. Um, how they say I'm popping in real life? I'm popping in real life. Uh, so, and that's not the stunt. That's just, you know, I'm blessed. So I don't think that, a, I mean, I don't know what a major could do for me that I can't do for myself aside from put me in front of a, a mass group of people faster than I would. Because I can reach people now through Instagram, other social media outlets, but, you know, they can just get me there faster. They can just get me there faster. Yeah. And um, it's in front of the right type of people. So I would, willing, I would be willing to do a partnership, you know. I, I would absolutely be willing to do that. But uh, a deal, I don't see the point of a deal, especially in the climate of music now with 360s. Um, if I'm creating everything, why should I be obligated to give uh, an entity a piece of everything that I do? That's crazy. That's like a pimp and a prostitute. So I'm going to go out. I'm going to work. I'm going to do all this work. I'm going to do all this work. You know, you're going to tell people, go check me out. You know, he over there on 42nd and 8th Avenue. He right. I'm telling you, just go pull up. He out there. Check him out. He got some CDs, some shit. You <laughs> like. So I'm working. Yeah. Y'all just get the, I don't think that's a fair business deal. We could do a partnership, you know? Yeah. Something else that I like about your music too is that I don't have to use Google lyrics. A lot of times today, I have to use Google lyrics for what these dudes say, and it's it's really the, the music. I'm a big critic. People call me an old man. I get it, but I just like to hear something that's authentic and I can understand and get the message from just listening to a song and the beat just captivates it at the same time. Where I don't have to go on Google lyrics to understand what they're saying. And right. A lot of times, it's it's just for numbers. It's just for streams. It's just that's why the music era to me right now is it, it can be beneficial to artists, but the mainstream spotlight is on dudes like six, nine and it shouldn't be, but there's right. gotta be different subgenres. Yeah. It depends on what you're in it for. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you got some people, what's your intent? Like you got some people that might hustle to get their moms out the hood. To, to come up, you might have some people that want to hustle just for the glory. And that's the same thing with hip-hop. You know, some artists might want to do it for the glory, for the come-up, for the immediate attention. Yeah. Some people do it because it's their passion. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm not, I don't have money because of hip-hop, but I love to do it. So if if, 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 if it in the cards for me to come into a whole bunch of money because of hip-hop, then my motives won't change. At what age did you start writing? Fuck. Um, 13. 13. 13. I would say I always messed around with it. Um, writing contests in school and all that, but 13. And um, funny fact is that the first rap I wrote was a, a parody on Juicy for a talent okay. show. Yeah. So that was my first rap. And a couple of my homies, shout out to my man Ski, was like, yo, I think you could really rap. Cause you just flipped Biggie's song and made it funny, and I don't think that's easy. And then I was like, hmm. So what I would do from there is I would write, I would write shit, and go to school and spit it and tell them that it's off of DJ Clue. That's Raekwon. That's New Nas. 
and then I would see their reaction, and it was a good, it was a good fucking reaction. So I was like, I think I got something. And then from there, you know, I just started, started cooking. What made you go by the name Vinch? Vinch the artist, man. It's funny that now nah, you good, brother. Um, Vinch the artist was Da Vinci the artist, and then I shortened it to Vinch the artist. And the name comes from um the uh, Italian Renaissance man, Leonardo da Vinci, sculptor, philosopher, painter. So I do other things other than just rap. I sing, I play, I arrange, I produce, um, I write. So I figured I can be a, the Renaissance man of hip hop. So why not be Vince the artist? And Vince just seems to seem to sting a little bit more. So yeah, it's short, sweet to the point. But if it had to be explained, then that's the explanation for the name. I know that as a dope MC, you should be able to get great features. I know you know Cortez. I'm sure you know other people. Who's someone that you want to work with? Someone that I would want to work with. A goal on a song. Jay-Z. Yeah. And I um I would want uh I would want something filthy. I would want the Jay-Z from where I'm from. Uh Welcome to New York City, Jay-Z. All versions of Hove I fuck with, but I want to go, I want to go head up like that, you know. Good competition type of uh, iron sharpening iron. Yeah, I think that would be my, my dream collab. Yeah. What did you and Cortez meet? Training camp. Showcase. Shout out to Mental Supreme. Shout out to Mental Supreme. Shout out to Mental Supreme. So, um, at a spot called Pyramid on um in the Lower East Side on Avenue A, every Tuesday was a showcase called Training Camp. It was an open mic, and um, I was put onto it by Cortez, man, Billy the Kid. Um, shout out to Murder Ave, and he told me, Yo, I think you should come through. We did a showcase together for our faces in the crowd. He's like, Yo, I think you fuck with this shit. It'd be a good look. So I ran through there, um, did an open mic, did a couple of competitions, and we've been solid ever since. That been over, damn, that been over, that been over 10 years that me and Cole been rocking together. And um, another fun fact, Cortez took me to my first battle, man. And, uh, and, um, damn, say it, Vince. And, um, Oh man, help me out, Matt. Help me out. Help me out. And uh, I'm trying to think, man. Um, the battles that used to be on MTV. I can't believe I forgot that. Um, serious Jones. Serious Jones been on there. Uh, I, I don't know about MTV. It was Rhapsody Basement was on BET, right? Nah, it wasn't that. It was Fight Fight Club. Fight Club. Oh, okay. That took me through the fight club. He was like, yo, boy, I think you can fuck with it. I think you'll be all right. I was like, all right. So Friday night, we linked up. We drove out there to the city. And yeah, I got, I got, I got it. I got it mixing in, in fight club. Yeah. What was that experience like for you? It was dope. It was natural. Um, I come from an era of walking in cyphers. And if you're getting busy, and there's another dude getting busy and end up being you and him going head up, you and her going head up, 
um, so I was comfortable. Um, I seen some crazy shit in life. So battle rapping somebody is, is just talking to another person. To me, to me. So my nerves weren't on end. Um, I had rounds. I had raps. I could freestyle. So it was, you know, it was natural. Now, what yeah. made you reach out to get Cortez on my show? I'm curious. Now that you're on my show, because first yeah. you, you, know, you, you offered me Cortez. Me and Core bros. Anytime I see an opportunity for any of my guys to increase their reach or their brand, I hit them with the idea. Um, I saw the people that you've had on your show and I hadn't seen um, outside, of, um, outside of goods. I haven't seen many battle rappers up there. So I was like, well, why not link them? I know him. I'm familiar with you. So let me see where I could make this happen. Yeah. That's why I did it. Um, and that's not the first time I've done that in terms of linking producers with MCs, uh, linking graphic designers with people looking for work. So I think that if, you, at the, if you're of the culture, then you should be trying to make people push you forward and linking shit without looking for um, a return on the, on the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I had a good conversation with him. We talked about, you know, how he thinks battle rapping has changed over the years. Just... There's different conversations I had with him. It was an interesting debate. Yeah, solid dude, man, solid dude. Yeah, definitely someone out here that's for the culture. Yeah, and an incredible MC. Yeah. Super, super dope, yeah. What's your favorite Cortez battle? My favorite Cortez battle was the battle that he had with um Jersey Twerk. I think my brother uh, left Earth on that battle. He leave Earth on a lot of battles, but he went somewhere. He went, he went over there somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That was my, that was my favorite battle. Yeah. I haven't seen him on uh, recent one with, um, I forget the brother's name, but he just had a, had a recent battle, um, on smack on the rooftop. And, um, he, it, I heard it was bad news in the clips that I saw. It was bad news, but from what I saw, definitely Jersey Twerk. Mm. How's yeah. the music come through on the speakers on your phone? Good? I'm good. Yeah, come through clear, man. I'm getting people hitting me on the other end saying thumbs up. So, yeah, it's coming through pretty clear. Okay, because uh, I know you said that you wanted to freestyle early, but do you still want to do it? Because I can play the music on my end. Um... Yeah, sure. Why not? Let's dance. Yeah. All right. Let, let, let me find a beat here. And let me see. I'll, I'll put it on for you. Let's see what I got. Or what I'm thinking of. Let's see what we got here. How would you rate yourself as a freestyler? Out of 10. 36. 36. <laughs> like the 36 chambers? 36 chambers, 36 degrees is <laughs> it don't matter. Yeah. So I mean if, if we needed to do that now, it don't matter, man. Ratings freestyle, I think as an MC, you should be able to do all that. Yeah. Do all of it is a high level at a high level. So yeah, it don't matter. All right, let's see how it comes through. Hold on a second.
You can hear it? I can hear the snare. You can hear it? Yeah, the kick in the snare, yeah. Okay. I'm gonna try and get on the next go round. Right, yo, I eat through them seas. Nobody evil is me. I creep the trees like leave covered Vietnamese. It's me that you see. Smithness holding my meat. I talked in the high converse. I'm more than a rapper, more than a more than a poet, more than a spoken word. I'm something niggas never heard. Fuck pictures, bitch. My streets is moving words. I'm a dick wave clone like Julie the third. It is vintage you hear murder and music. Killing it, killing it, heart, soul, mind, body, adrenaline, spilling them, killers are sending them. Y'all sweet like fags, name cinnamon, and there is no to him. All hell, people refrain, folks is feeling them hot. Damn it, is Michigan, but all of his venom is lyrical. Subliminal images through a pen or two. No college credit, but better bitches fully convince you. Yeah. Right there. I appreciate that. No doubt. Hopefully it comes through good on the audio, like on the Zoom part, because I know the Zoom records itself. Right, right. Because the audio wasn't coming through on the speakers, but I had it recorded. But I think it should come fine on, on the Zoom. Yeah. Yeah, man, so. Why 36? Is it because of the 36 chambers? Nah, because uh, it just had to be higher than 10. Yeah, so <laughs> it just had to be higher than 10. I tell you a funny, a funny, another fun fact, man. That song off of um, the Black Cool called Bottle Girl. It was one take, all off the top, all the way through. Just one take. One take, all the way through. I went back and did doubles on the hook and all of that, but aside from that, I freestyled the whole song. It's fire. Yeah, no, no punching, just. Yeah, just went to work. <laughs> That's called skill. It is. It's called it's called elite skill. It's some alien shit. It's not yeah. many of them. <laughs> nope. Yeah, man. Especially in this era. Facts. Tell me why you spelled cool that way on your, on your album. Um, cool, because I didn't want to spell it the regular way. And it, initially, it was an acronym. And the acronym spell, uh, was for Culture Unlimited. And I couldn't fit an N in there. So the CU was kind of like culture. And the UL was like unlimited without the N. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was an acronym that got fucked up, but the shit looked dope. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> Black. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to cover tonight on the show? Anything else you want to get out? Um, no, nah, man. All energy going towards the ten piece. Uh, I promise you, this 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 project is super special. Um, not just to me, but in terms of um hip hop, I didn't want to have a vibe like I'm trying to restore anything, because when you restore something, mean that it got tarnished. I don't think that hip hop was ever tarnished. You just got different different vibes. So on this project, I just wanted it to be 
complete. I don't think music now, in terms of bodies of work that people put out, whether it's an EP or a full album or a mixtape, not a lot of it is consistent in terms of the sound. And I just wanted to capture the sound. Um, and I wanted everything to represent filthy, um, dirty, but still pure in its essence. You know what I'm saying? Like, back in the days, you could shoot a fair one with somebody, get it shaken, y'all lump each other up, and go get a hero or a slice of pizza after that. Now, to somebody else, that should sound bizarre, but that's still unclean, it's still filthy, it's still aggressive, but it's pure. So, on a 10-piece, that's what I wanted to present to the people, was that. Um, and the sleeper on that project is a song called Three Piece, Leg, Thigh, and Side Breast. So, yeah. That's a sleeper. Y'all will see. But that's a sleeper on that project. Also on the promo, before I let you go here, I know you wanted to talk sports. That was another thing. I got to ask you, what are the, who are the teams that you root for? Knicks and the Yankees. Knicks and the Yankees. Okay. I'm a Knicks fan, so. Yeah, that shit hurt right now. But, yo, relationships are fucked up sometimes. Yeah, it's awful. Right now, we just got a fucked up relationship. But we'll be all right. I don't know. I... It's tough to talk sports now. We just have to live in the past because right. of sports now with the whole pandemic going on. Right. Yeah, man. Um, fucking shit, man. Just talk shit about what you used to do in terms of sports, how you used to bust motherfuckers' ass, and, and, and watch <laughs> and watch the last dance. You know what I'm saying? That's that's about it. That's all we got. You know, one thing about this pandemic, um, in terms of what it taught me is like in terms of artists. And people in general, you got to go within yourself. You, that's all you have time to do right now is go within yourself. Um, and, to, and to really get honest with shit. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, and it's the last thing I'm going to say about this project, why it was special. My son, my 17-year-old son recorded the project. He go to Far Rockaway High School. He's in a music production program. Shout out to YBCAYY. Y-B-C-A-Y-Y, check his music out, shit, dope. But he recorded the project. He was here for spring break and was like, I'm going to bring my MacBook. I was like, you want to fuck around? I got some ideas. He was like, all right, Dad. He's like, yo, Dad, I'm going to punch you in here. I'm going to have you do your doubles here. I'm going to fly your hook. And I'm like, what the fuck? And um, I realized that, that, you know, during that time, him seeing me record and do music and shit, it rubbed off on him. So that was, um, that was super dope to be able to create a project that's so special with my son. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Is he going to be a rapper too or? Yeah, check him. No, he 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 does. He get busy. He's on a okay. new way. Um, but uh, I make sure that he got some shit to say. When he send me something, I'll be like, nah, I need you to, I need you to spice that shit up a little bit at least. Yeah, with the lyrics, y'all right? Check, y'all check him out on Instagram. His name is YBCAYY. YBCAYY. But he, um, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna boost him up because he minds, you know. You could judge for yourself, but to me, he I. Right. And I'm a tough critic on music, so but he get busy. And that's good though that you're hard on him about, you know, the spicing it up and keeping it lyrical because everything's watered down now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's too watered down. But you know what's so crazy, man? Like when you say watered down, Tupac wasn't the most crazy person lyrically but you understood him he was super he's probably the most passionate him and dmx probably neck and neck in terms of passion on song um 
passion is what got him over in terms of not being the most lyrically crazy artist. Yeah. The thing about Tupac that's great is his message. He has a great message. Right. Right. He doesn't. He doesn't have to be lyrical for me to like him. He had such a strong message, and there are times that Tupac did go in. And I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago on my show on the song "If I Die Tonight." He was he was going in on that song like rapping. He could do it, but he was just more. I think he was more focused on getting the message across, like with "Dear right. Mama," and he was more heartfelt, like poetic. And his simplicity was um, his simplicity was 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 beautiful art. Sometimes it don't gotta be crazy. You know, X don't say the craziest shit, but we say shit like when it rained, things get wet. Yeah. When he delivered it, it resonated. Yeah. It did. How about I play the last song here and then we close out? Let's do that. Let's, let's play the last one on because I want you to hear I'm, it. I'm, oh. in, I'm intro it for you, Matt. So this next song, Matt by <laughs> Mad Max about to play. It's Pray Before We Eat by me, Vince the Artist, a.k.a. VTA, a.k.a. your new favorite. Pray Before We Eat. Here we go.
before we eat all day man yo man before we go man shout out to the whole borough gang eat gang man shout out to blitz shout out to chachi bunker shout out to blue diamond shout out to mel murder shout out to biggs shout out to my full green day ones todd black hazarati Drader general molly hendrix cortez my geysers i appreciate y'all support love and camaraderie and shout out to you, Max, for the opportunity. Yeah. Um, can't wait that we get to do a set together on summer on Summer Jam, twenty twenty two. I hope. I hope so. Yeah, man, with a mask on. Yeah, well, it's gonna have to be that way. It's looking like. But I, I did have two more questions for you. It was there's one brought up, uh, something that you brought up earlier in the interview that I asked. I wanted to ask you about. Just a curious question that mm -hmm. you used to do writing competitions in school. Mm -hmm. Did you ever win that competition? Yeah, a lot of them. A lot of them, okay. Citywide tests, all that. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, I'm a gifted writer. I'm a gifted writer. I'm not to my own horn. It's all about God's blessing. But, yeah, me and the pen, and it's different. Congratulations on that. There you go. See? Appreciate that, King. Another question is the album that drops Friday. It's going to be available on all platforms, correct, right? All platforms. Uh, Tidal, Spotify, Google, Apple, Pandora, SoundCloud, everything. And speaking of such, uh, for selected 10 people, I'm going to be sending them a commemorative, special 10-piece gift box with some merch, with some links, just to say thank you. And when they get it, they'll see how the 10-piece and the project ties together. But it's going to be 10 people, and I'm going to be giving away some stuff, just, you know, saying thank you. What do you feel as though, Vince, in your own opinion, is the best song on your upcoming album? Shatterproof Glass. Chapel Glass. No, shatter, Shatterproof Glass. Shatterproof Glass, okay. Yeah. So shatterproof glass, um, you know when you go into a chicken spot and they scared the motherfuckers shooting the shit up, they got shatterproof glass. So the song is a story um, about a dude who used to get money, was fly, got hooked on drugs. In his mind, he's still living in this shatterproof glass in this big body Tahoe that he bought. But he doesn't see that he's falling apart as a man, but in his mind, he's still living behind this shatterproof glass. So it's a figurative um, meaning and literal as well in terms of the description in the story. Yeah. And there we have it. The art of storytelling is back here with Vince. Is Vince is a storyteller. Why not? In the world of hip hop. Yeah, why not? It's a shame not that not too many people do it anymore. And you do it on a sophisticated level. 
I appreciate that. It's important because there's guys out here. I know, I know a big, big group out here right now is Griselda. But when I listen to them, I've really taken a step back from them on my opinions, just saying how great they are. Because I look at their, their music. They're good, but their lyrics can be a little more complex. It could be a little more strategic. It's too simple for me. It's, but to each his own. Right. Right. And I, I've been noticing that because uh, there's an artist that I have on Wednesday who I feel is always better than that lyrically. There's, <laughs> there's, 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 a, there's a couple artists I feel as though, you know, they do it better than the biggest lyrical artists out right now. Right. So you better work on their pen game. <laughs> Along with the whole game, this whole, whole artist need to work on their pen game. Yeah, because before they know it, man, I'm gonna be I'm be at their front door, <laughs> taking a seat at the couch, not really asking. Yeah, yeah. All right, Vince, I appreciate you. You know, coming on my show here tonight. I appreciate you reaching out and setting up that Cortez interview back in March. No doubt. Uh, anything else? Tell them where you want to follow. Where they can follow you on Instagram. Y'all can follow me on uh, Instagram at Vinch, V-I-N-C-H underscore V-T-A. The V-T-A is for Vinch the Artist. Vinch, V-I-N-C-H underscore V-T-A. Um, you go there, you're going to get to know me a little bit better, man. Everything is transparent. I don't hold no punches. I don't front about who I am. I don't do it for the likes. Straight like that. That's the main thing. Don't, don't do anything for the likes. That's important. Yes, sir. All right, Vince, I'm going to let you go. Stay safe. I'm looking forward to the new album dropping Friday. Copy. Peace, King. No doubt. Peace.